Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is contacttalkradio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on tunein.com, hing.fm, and upsnap mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Conscious Shift with Julianne Turner brings insights from leading voices and visionaries across the globe to guide and inspire you to create your own conscious shift into your true power and singular greatness. Through her expertise, author, speaker, and social innovator, Julianne Turner, a world authority on the creative process, guides you to discover how to consciously create the life, work, and world you most desire. And now, here's your Conscious Shift host, Julianne Turner. Welcome, everyone. This is Julianne Turner. We're so glad that you're joining us today for Conscious Shift. And I have a question for you. I want you to imagine and ask yourself, have you ever sung a song or danced just to lift your mood? Have you ever planted a garden or helped create a community garden or painted a mural? with your neighbors, perhaps, you know, to cover graffiti or even just to, just to spruce up the neighborhood. Well, each of these acts of creative expression of art has the power to heal not only your spirit, but your body, and not only you, but your community. In fact, art, including visual arts, dance, writing, and music, but also, you know, gardening, cooking, decorating your house. And no matter how good you think you are <laughs> at whatever art you're choosing to express, as well as spiritual practices like guided imagery and rituals, all of these give us the tools to heal physical, mental, emotional, and even spiritual trauma in the most magical and miraculous ways. And today on Conscious Shift, we're going to be talking with an expert in this field, Mary Rockwood Lane, the co-founder of the Arts and Medicine Program at the University of Florida in Gainesville, where she created the very first art in, artist in residence program of its type in the United States. And she's been involved in setting up art and healing programs all across the country and started out by experiencing a healing through arts of her very own. Mary, we're so glad that you're joining us today on Conscious Shift. I am so glad to be here. It's a very exciting time to be alive and healing with the arts is a powerful tool that I'm so passionate about and I'm so excited to be talking about with you and, and your community. Well, Mary, we're so glad to have you here, and there's so much richness in this topic. I know that you and I are going to explore a lot of territory, but you know what? Because this really, you know, 
emerged out of such a personal story for you when you were going through a challenging time. I think it's very powerful when we can share our own stories and it paints a picture for our audience of the kind of healing that can happen. Would you mind starting us off just by sharing your own story and how you started this journey to discover the healing of art? Yes. I was going through a really very tragic and painful experience in my life. My, I was um, going through a divorce and a separation. I was devastated. I had two small children, and I just became distraught with pain and grief. And I really was in a point in my life where I just could not get myself out of this depression. And I was physically sick, emotionally sick, and I couldn't do anything, it didn't seem like. And I was consumed by these emotions. So what happened was I had a friend who was an artist, and I had never done art before. She said, Mary, why don't you come to my studio and just start painting or do something? And, you know, I had always loved art. I collected art. I loved, you know, art, but I had never done it myself. But, and I never felt like I was good enough. But, you know, at that point in my life, I wasn't good at anything. So I just jumped off this cliff and said, I'm going to start painting. And I began to paint. I, she gave me all these paints and she gave me a canvas. And I just became obsessed with this painting. And I couldn't believe how it was like this movement was happening in myself and in my body. And it was like I was moving this energy, this feelings, the the despair, the hurt, the rage was just coming out on a canvas. And I realized nowhere in my life was it acceptable to express my suffering and my pain. And nowhere did I have this ability to really, you know, be where I was. I was in this very painful place and I was suffering. And I decided that the paintings almost like the paintings expressed my suffering and allowed me to sort of experience it in a way that was healing. And as I painted every portrait, I began to become like, it was like the feelings washed away. It was as if the paintings took the anxiety, took the feelings and transformed into these paintings and when I looked at these paintings, I saw these series of portraits. At the end of it, after the end, it's like I painted this last portrait, and I had never painted before. I looked at this woman who was myself, and I could see that she was healed. And I was, like, shocked. And it was as if the, healer, the painter, the artist, had become the healer. And the paintings were an expression that allowed me to transform my suffering into art. And I became strong. I suddenly realized I was an artist. And I suddenly realized I had harnessed the capacity to heal myself. And it was so powerful. And it was remarkable. I had this, I couldn't believe it happened. So mm -hmm. it was just an amazing experience. And I know that when we, and so many people I've in, that I work with, and said, make art, make art. Make art as a way of healing yourself. And it's like, well, what do I do? Just begin it. And, you know, we are innately creative human beings. Art is very transformative in its nature. So when I brought it into the hospital, 
and invited patients and families who were suffering too to begin to make art, the power of the healing process was remarkable. Mm. And and Mary, I know we want to explore so much more about how you brought this into hospitals and, and I'm sure lots of other venues. But, you know, I want to just honor your story, first of all, and honor the place where you were, where we've all been, where some listening may be now, that place of hurt and brokenness and notice that you just started. You didn't, you, you had that niggling voice in the back of your, your, uh, your mind that I think all of us probably do. Oh, I'm, I'm not an artist. I'm not good enough. Right. And, yes. and we'll talk about that because that voice of judgment is, is very powerful and very integral to this healing as well. So we'll come back to that. But, you know, you just said, I'm just going to do this. I, I've got to have some kind of uh, release, some kind of expression for this pain. And so you did. You just, you just took the first step and you started. And when you started, I love your story. It's so, it's so powerful and touching, Mary, because when you started painting, you were really guided, I, I guess, in your own expression, your own intuition guided you to do self-portraits. And they were, they were really broken, weren't they? Oh, they were so broken. Well, at first I started just painting these broken women. And then I couldn't believe I could paint. I couldn't believe I loved the, the experience of painting. And I loved the drawing. And I loved the expressive nature of the art. I found this medium that I could just like get into. I had no idea. That was the other thing. I had no idea that I would love to paint. And um, the portraits just started coming out of me. And that is one thing that I feel if we give ourselves permission, we give ourselves permission to be honest and authentic about the way we truly feel. So many times we hide in our pain and our suffering. When you make art, it's like you bring it out and you express it. And it's almost like a song of sorrow that you sing. And um, I was painting, but I can just imagine when someone sings the song of sorrow, it's like it touches everyone. Everyone has felt the depths of suffering at some point in their life. And we, we suddenly honor the human experience in ourselves. And when we share it with others, it's not like we're alone anymore. Mm. You know, there are two parts to this that I think are really profound, Mary. One is the expression itself. I think that, you know, what I've experienced in my work with all, all of us are creators. I so agree with you. And that's really a theme here on Conscious Shift. Uh, but, you know, I, in my work with, with everyone uh, with whom I've had the privilege to guide, the expression itself is so underestimated, the power of just expressing yourself. We put so much value on the expression rather than the expressing. And both are so powerful, right? So there's, there's just the, the act 
of expressing yourself creatively. And as you said, it can be in any form. It could be, you know, and I love how you describe the painting. And when you, when you actually tangibly start to pick up the brush and mix the paints, the colors, and feel that, that brush going across the canvas and, and really feel th- and see the textures, there's just something, there's something magical about it, isn't there? There is something so powerful. It's, it's if something innate takes over, something intuitive, something stronger begins to guide you. It's like you get into this flow. It's like opening up something in your, in your body and in your emotions, and you're giving it permission to flow. And it's almost as if, this is really what it was like for me, the paintings were painted, were painting themselves. I picked up the brush, and I just, I, I just didn't think about anything. I just allowed myself to just begin to move, and I was like, I was, in, in, I was like a letting myself go in total freedom of expression. And somehow these paintings emerged. Somehow they just happened. And it was such a powerful experience. And I could feel like me, I was like moving into this energetic expression and it was moving and it was almost as if I and the paintings became one in a way. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it was as if the paintings became alive with this energy I was putting into them. And suddenly the paintings were like, presenting themselves to me. And I was like, wow, this is intense. This is, this is true. It's like I recognized, it was almost as if I recognized my own experience. I was so sad. I couldn't acknowledge my sadness. I was so upset. I was just totally upset. I had no ability to step away from myself. And this allowed me to merge with that part of myself and at the same time, step out of it to where I could begin to see myself with, with compassion and a deeper understanding and a realization that I was going to be okay. And it was beautiful. And it was such a, it was such a process that I, that I couldn't believe it. You know, as a nurse, I thought, you know, this is one of the most powerful healing experiences I've ever witnessed and it was it was in, it was like something i really became totally passionate about how can i bring this and invite other people to use art to heal mm. absolutely and mary i just want to acknowledge how beautiful that description was you know it's it's such a magical process when healing takes place and when when art is part of that. And it's really, um, it's, it's hard to describe sometimes <laughs> to others, you know, what that's like. Yeah. But really, you were able to even, you know, by expressing and allowing this energy to flow through you and in the form and come out in form of, of creative expression in this, in these uh, self portraits that were at least, you know, even initially broken and, 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 obviously in pain the pain that you were feeling was being expressed on the canvas and i'm sure it was even hard to look at and and recognize oh my gosh that's 
that sadness is in me. Mm-hmm. That that brokenness is in me. And to have compassion and love for that part of yourself is actually what helps us heal, though. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Because we reintegrate and we and we even with compassion receive and accept and love those broken parts of ourselves and that's where the healing comes in. That's so powerful, it's so beautiful. And that's exactly what begins to happen. And just as you said too, Mary, just for our listeners, you know, it might be painting, which is very, you know, tangible and, you know, lots of color and, and very um you know, kinesthetic, but it might be just a song, like you said, a song, a song of sorrow or a dance of rage that yeah. enables you to express what's within you. Art comes in so many forms. When, when you say art, can you share with us, um, and we're going to get into your book, uh, Healing with the Arts, in just a moment, but can you share with us what you mean by art? Because I think a lot of us really limit what we think art can be. Oh, yes. You know, art is, the, art is the result of your creativity, and it could be anything. It could be gardening. It could be cooking. It can be, you know, decorating your house. It's something that takes you, that you become passionate about. It's an expressive, it's an expressive part of yourself that you can create in any way. It, 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 it's, it, you know, we are naturally creative human beings. And we are just like nature. We are constantly in this process of growing and transforming and creating ourselves every single day. And everything we touch is art, our environments, the way we cook, the way we eat, the way we dress. These are all artistic expressions of ourselves. That what, and also what's important is looking in your life to see what it is you want to heal and then think about what in your life that you haven't done or expressed in a long time or never given yourself permission to is there something that you've always wanted to do but you've never allowed yourself to do it because you didn't have time so when you're thinking about what it is in your heart and in your life that needs to be healed At the same time, think of something that you can do that you always wanted to do that you loved and bring these two aspects of yourself together. And it's amazing how the art, the expression of whatever the creative modality that you do, it almost like it goes inside. It takes your life, your feelings, your thoughts become the canvas, the paints, the the medium of your expression. So it can be expressed in any way. Writing stories, telling stories, singing, the art of conversation. There's so many ways in which we can reclaim that we are creative and that we are artists. Everyone is an artist. Everyone. I believe this. I know this to be true, that everyone is an artist and everyone has the tremendous capacity to be a healer for themselves and others. Mm. I've seen and, it over and over again. Absolutely. And, and Mary, you know, when you talk about all the different ways that we can express ourselves, 
once again, I love that you said just the art of conversation, even um, so powerful just to express ourselves and be heard. It's it's actually very rare. <laughs> it's beautiful. Think about it. It's like our conversation now. There's an art to us us being connected. Our relationship. It's energy. It's being able to move energy through ourselves and connect to what's really, really important. And Mary, when you talk about art, you you've talked about the visual arts. You know, it could be some of the things we've, we've said, like painting or drawing or even photography or sculpture. It could be words, you know, journaling. Uh, you know, Julia Cameron's been on the show a couple of times and her, you know, the artist way is such a, yes. has been such a pivotal uh, catalyst to bringing people into morning pages and journaling and the power of just expressing ourselves through writing. But it could be through, you know, acting could be through theater or poetry could be through music uh and and in different forms you know like you talk about in the book we're we're going to talk about uh drums or you know it doesn't have to be the saxophone it could be drums or bells um right dance and movement but you also talk about you know spiritual practices rituals ceremony how does that play in as both artistry and uh, healing? Well, I think when you begin to use art as a way of healing, it's really important to create a sacred environment where you feel safe and create a, like a way in which you, you create your studio. And one of the things that I really ask, invite people to do is create a sacred space where they can make their art, where they let go of the critic They're really honoring their life story. And many times I use guided imagery. And the other thing I share with many of the people I work with, your creative life is also an expression of your spiritual life and bringing these two aspects of yourself together. Because when I did research at the University of Florida and I asked people who used art as a way of healing, I said, what was it about the experience that was so healing? Because they said this was fabulous and healed me, and they very met many people. Many of the people I, re- I interviewed talked about it was actually a spiritual realization or moment that was transcendent that they began they they experienced through their creative process. And I was like, really? So that's what it was. So now I I realize that we are tapping into our most essential nature. When you tap into creativity, it's a way of tapping into your heart's intelligence and your, your, your own spirit, the essence of who you truly authentically are. And that expression in and of itself is healing and powerful and transformative. When I asked, like I had a, I was doing a program and I was asking each person, what is it in your life that needs that you, you think that you would like to pay attention to and you would like to create healing around? What would your intention be? And, you know, some people had an idea and some people didn't. And there was this young man who said, well, you know, I feel really good about my life. But, you know, when I and he was he was about 23. But when I was 19, I was in college and I had an experience that my, my stepfather, um, it was very tragic. 
had killed his mother and committed suicide. And he goes, but I got over it. I got over it. And I said, okay. And he goes, but I know what I want to do for my project. And I said, well, what do you want to do? He says, well, I've decided I want to listen to all the music that I love. And I'm going to write down all the lyrics and listen to all the music. And I'm going to just write poetry with all these lyrics. And I'm just going to make songs. And I'm just going to just, it may be like 10 pages, but I'm going to listen to my favorite music. And I'm going to write the lyrics down. And I'm just going to do this. And I'm going to let it just flow through me. I said, that is great. Well, as we experienced, you know, in the 12-week in the program, the night came where he was going to do theater. And I said to everyone, tonight, everyone's going to just use theater. We're just going to express whatever we want to express. Because in each week, you sort of explore the medium of that week, which could be writing, it could be poetry, it could be drama, it could be dance, it could be music. And really, each week, you're creating like a studio where you're exploring these different mediums and just feeling it. It's like you're opening up your creative juices and getting them going. It was so remarkable. He did this theatrical piece that nobody really knew what he was. It was literally about four minutes or three minutes. He enacted, and I knew what was happening. He enacted the moment he heard about this, this painful experience, mm -hmm. and he enacted it silently. And it was so powerful, even though no one in the room knew what he was, the story it was so powerful that people were crying. And he was reliving an experience in a way that was transforming him as we watched him do it. It was so unbelievably powerful. And that's how art is. It it's like catches you. Suddenly, something starts to happen in this moment of a theatrical moment. And you enact something in your life and it retells this story, and suddenly you see it in a different way. And it's not stuck in you anymore. Mm. It's like you have become, you have created it as an artist, and you're in a different place, and it's a very powerfully healing experience. And he stood there in front of me, and I just honored his expression, and he sat down, and that is all it took. He gave, he gave himself the opportunity to make art from that painful experience. And it, was, it changed him forever. Mm. How beautiful, Mary. I, I can't even, you know, my, my, uh, my heart is full just hearing that. And I can feel his pain and also his healing. And, yeah. and you know, what strikes me about it, too, and I love the way that you told it is, you know, he started with what really resonated with him. He, his first uh, inclination was kind of feeling guided toward music. He loved music and, and he was guided toward music. But one of one of the many things I love about your Healing with the Arts book, Mary, and you've mentioned it here, is that it's a it's a guided 12 week program that guides uh, guides uh, readers and participants through different kinds of creative expression so that if they start with music, maybe they end up, as, as this young man did, you know, doing some drama, doing some, doing some uh, you know, theater. And so yeah. it, 
you know, by trying different ways of accessing these feelings and expressing these feelings, that there are so many different ways that the healing can flow through and, and even surprise you, right? Exactly. You know, I, sometimes when you make art, you have no idea. When you give yourself permission to be totally creative and allow yourself to intuitively express yourself, just like when you start a painting, I don't know what I'm going to paint. I have no idea. I just begin this process and it begins to take form. It begins to take life. Suddenly something is coming through me and I'm allowing it to flow. It's like you get into this flow, this zone of creativity. And what happens is, and I believe this, whatever in your life needs to be expressed, there is wisdom that you have that you can tap into. The creative process allows you when you begin to write a poem, make art, do a dance, do theater, you may not have any idea what it's going to be. But in some way, when you just allow yourself to be creative, I promise there's like miracles. They just come through you. It's like it moves through you, and it's a way of, your, of the wisdom of your own body and your own life to express itself. And we rarely give ourselves the chance to do that. Mm. And Mary, that's so important. The permission that you mm -hmm. talked about and, and uh, that, again, we talked about that, that thought that so many of us, I guess almost uh, all of us have at some point, oh, it's, I'm just not good enough, you know, to be quote unquote creative. Your essence is creativity and your expression is is divine because you're a divine being. So, yes. you know, if you can just give yourself permission, as you're saying, and and one of the most powerful things about what we're talking about is stepping past that voice of judgment. And it may be uh, often is a voice of judgment within us, our own, you know, judgment, or it's a fear of judgment outside of us. Oh, it won't be good enough. It won't be... It won't be pretty. People will say it's, you know, you know, what are you doing? Who, who, how do you, you know, who are you to have a right to, to paint or, 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 or whatever it is, because we've so ingrained into our belief system that, uh, that creative expression has to be a certain way to be, to be acceptable, to be valued. But what we're saying, and I want, I want to repeat it just so that everyone can get this, is that your expression is valuable because you are, you are inherently valuable. And your creative expression is unique because you are a unique being. And so anything that you express has value in and of itself. And so if you can allow yourself and I would love to hear your thoughts on this too, Mary, on how you guide people to kind of just nudge aside any of those voices of judgment and allow yourself to create. Well, part of the healing process is to get past what it is that's holding you back, that critical part of yourself, that self-criticism, that doubt, that feeling of inadequacy. Part of the healing process to really move into a place where you are healed is getting past that. So 
when you begin to make art, and I think in this program, I try to make it very accessible, like in the very beginning, creating a sacred space, doing a guided imagery that releases the inner critic, then beginning a journal where every week you begin to make art, doodling, writing things, collecting, making collages, collecting things that are exciting to you, beautiful artwork or poetries or quotes or anything that just sort of begins to stimulate you. Begin to look through the eyes of an artist and go, what is that? And collect some of this stuff and put it in a journal and make, begin to make it just yours. Make your journal yours. It's like a studio. It's like a, it's like a journal. It becomes your medium and a studio and you can be anything you want. And then each week I do, I ask, you know, you, you have different modalities that you know, I give directions and guidance, but you can do anything you want. My feeling when people start this program, I say, what is it that you're passionate about? What is it that you would love to do? And I'm going to do, we're going to do all these things together where we're going to make art, we're going to do music, we're going to do dancing, and we're going to keep a journal that allows you to keep expressing this part of yourself. But at the same time, I would ask the list ask you what is something that you want to really engage in a creative experience you want to engage in is it photography is it writing are if you always wanted to be a poet but was afraid to do you want to start writing poetry do you want to start reading and collecting images do you want to make collages do you want to go for walks in nature and just Begin to see the world through the eyes of being an artist. What is it? Do you want to make food in the most creative and beautiful way? Begin to cultivate this way of being. And give yourself permission to, to begin to see yourself and experience yourself as the creative, divine, beautiful human being that you are. And that will take you exactly where you need to go. Mm. And it's powerful. Oh, it's so powerful, Mary. And, and thank you for that beautiful uh, description as well. And there's so much more for us to explore. Uh, we're going to take just a short break here, but we're going to be right back with Mary Rockwood Lane talking about healing with the arts and what healing means and how it can, can heal not only yourself, but your community. You are listening to Conscious Shift, and this is Julianne Turner, your host. We'll be right back on Conscious Shift. Are you looking for a thought leader to be a speaker for your next live or virtual event or telesummit? Or are you interested in finding relevant guest bloggers, affiliates, or even joint venture partners? Be sure to search Marnie Pearson's exclusive IgnitePoint Ideal Partner Matching System, which not only lists thought leaders and experts by topic and subject category, but also enables you to search by factors that make them an ideal match for your specific audience and ideal collaborative partners for you. Go to www ignitepoint.com to start searching for your ideal partners free today.
Welcome back, everyone. This is Julianne Turner. You're listening to Conscious Shift. And today we are talking about healing and the arts with Mary Rockwood Lane, the author of Healing with the Arts. And did you know, you know, art and healing is just a huge field. And of course, we know that that arts have been used throughout human civilization and healing and the power of art is well known, but it's becoming more and more something we use more consciously in healing from women in the Middle East who are painting to heal their spirits to survivors of sexual abuse, dancing in the United States from one woman writing and singing a song for her sick baby to another in the Philippines painting to heal the suffering of her indigenous culture, to women painting to heal breast cancer. And it can be something we do personally, something we do collectively. And Mary, we're so glad that you're here with us today, not only to talk with us about how creative expression can heal us individually, but I want to move into exploring a little bit more about how we can heal together and our co-creation can heal communities, and also how you've been leading the charge to bring more of this kind of arts in healing into the medical community. So let's start with that. Actually, you've been a really a pioneer and, and a champion of setting up art and healing programs in medicine. How has that, how has the medical community opened up to you and what has that journey been like? Well, it's amazing. I started this arts and medicine program in Gainesville in 1991. I invite us artists in the community to come in and begin working with patients and family at the bedside. It was the first time artists would come into the hospital and, and sit at the edge of the bed of someone who was having like a bone marrow transplant and sing to them and make music with them, and make, you know, art with them. So it was very, in the very beginning, we were pioneers. But it became something that just people loved. The physicians loved it, the nurses loved it, the patients and families loved it. You know, we put um, a studio in the cancer center where we invited patients and the staff and the physicians to make beautiful tiles. And we had... We made 1,600 tiles. We made mosaics that was as far as you could see. We started painting the ceilings with, with tiles. And suddenly we realized that we were just, people were expressing not only their sadness, but really their, their hope, their faith, their, their desire to just be alive. It became a community. was a gift. It was a gift that when patients came into that hospital that had never been there before, and they walked down this hallway that had a thousand tiles by cancer patients or families or physicians and staff, and you could, in a sense, get a glimpse of their experience, they suddenly realized that they were, going, they were in a place of love, of caring, they weren't alone, and it was really extraordinary. And, you know, when people are sick, you know, 
and people are dealing with life-challenging situations. And um, they have an opportunity to make art, and they have an opportunity to express what's really going on for them. This is, this is really beautiful. And it's as powerful as any healing modality that they receive in that hospital. Mm-hmm. You know, the doctors come in and the, child, the young girl gets a bone marrow transplant, chemotherapy. The dancer comes in and dances with her and puts on music and lifts her up out of bed. And, you know, they make, they make this beautiful dance. All of a sudden, it transforms healthcare. It transforms her experience. You know, suddenly she's a dancer and she's not just a patient in the bed having a bone marrow transplant. She's alive. She's expressing herself. She's happy. She's feeling her body in a way that, you know, even though it might be in a lot of pain, she's feeling like I'm beautiful and I'm a dancer and I'm going to be all right. Whether I live or whether I die in this moment, I'm happy. And that's a that's powerful. That's a gift. And you know this program, it was such a it was it was amazing. It was like it was like something that was the world was ready for and it's ancient and hospitals all over the country now are creating these arts and medicine programs. And the stories they tell, you know, you go to a conference and they tell story after story after story of how it has made an incredible difference in somebody's life. It's amazing. I can't even, sometimes I cry. I went to this Society for Arts and Healthcare, and I, was, I went to Texas in Houston, and I went in hospital after hospital after hospital. There was art. There was musicians. There was poets. There was clowns. I just, I burst, I just couldn't believe it. I, that, I said, this is, the world has changed. And it's amazing that, you know, I was any part of it and that we all are part of it. Everybody makes it happen. That's why this book, I wrote this book because I really want people to know this is a powerful medicine. This is a powerful healing process. And it's, I really, we can take it, you can take it right into your own life, right into your own family, right into a situation that you need to heal in your own community. We can bring it back to the schools. We can bring it back everywhere because it's so powerful. Yeah, Mary, I, this is so near and dear to my heart, too. I, I uh, have been board president of an uh, uh, arts and healing organization in my city as well. And, and so I, I, I recognize the beautiful stories you're telling, and I know the beautiful stories with uh, Alzheimer's patients, you know, just who haven't responded in years suddenly awakening through you know music or dance you know sound that that just brings them alive again and this this kind of uh healing with the arts has such powerful applications really in any kind of healing i think it's it's important for us to understand the breadth and depth of this it can be children it can be you know cancer patients it could be alzheimer patients it can be uh, people who are addicted, it can be uh, PTSD, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder. And I wondered if you might just touch on that just for a moment, Mary. Um, you talked about uh, a story where, 
you know, you've used this, I'm sure more than one story where you've used this with PTSD. Do you have a, perhaps just a little vignette you could share with us? Oh, sure. Um, what happened is I was working with, I was working with veterans um, in my community and using art as a way to basically what was happening is they were very isolated and they were in tremendous amount of pain. And what we decided to do with this community was gardening. We started creating a, uh, we created a garden together. The, the just working with them and creating a community where they all were coming together. We were planting, we were growing things, we were making a garden. This gave them such a sense of accomplishment and also allowed them to not only create this in their own, in a community, we brought together in a community and shared it in a garden, but they were able to bring it home into their own lives. And what we just, what we've discovered was sometimes just making art in community, making a garden in community, taking people out of the isolation where they're in their inner world that's been traumatized and begin to just very gently very gently come out of themselves and begin to tell stories. And that was really a powerful, that was a beautiful experience. I was working with vets and we were creating gardens together. And it was really something where they were telling their stories. You know, there were some people who were quiet and they didn't want to express, but really got into the gardening part of it. And then there were other people who were able to be involved in the community part of it. And, you know, it's ways in which we connect to each other, ways in which we express. And these were veterans that had been through the war and had come back. And for, you know, many of them were not able to really move out of isolation. So that was the first step in getting them to create a community. Mm. So powerful, Mary, and thank you for sharing that that aspect of this healing in the arts. And I just want to come back to this amazing book that you and Michael Samuels have written, Healing with the Arts. And it is, it's a 12-week program to heal yourself and your community. So this book really guides uh, either an individual or a, a group, a community of any size, right, um, through... Uh, different modalities, as you're saying, and when we say that word, it's just different types of art, different right. kinds of creative expression each week and, and through visual arts, through words, through music, dance and movement, uh, through uh, ritual and those kinds of things. And each week just exploring a different way of expressing and exploring what's going on within you, express, expressing and exploring those emotions and, and the healing that can take place within you and among a group who is co-creating together. Very, very powerful. Uh, Mary, what, what else would you like our listeners to, to hear about how you and Michael crafted this book? Well, Healing with the Arts is a very practical tool that you can use to transform your life, being guided into these creative activities. And also, I have a website called WWW Healing with the Arts. That's also a complement to the book that has videos 
throughout the with that you know each chapter in the book has a video of someone demonstrating the creative process so if you go on the website you can sort of see each week there's another video not only you know there's the chapter but there's also you know it's fun i have music i have dancing i have people ex- really demonstrating these things so that's also a wonderful resource and tool and that is my website www Healing with the Arts, and that will also provide wonderful steps to activate the artist and the healer within. And also what's really exciting is I am always posting resources and more stories that would inspire you to find out what in your life needs to be healed and ways in which you can connect with other people who are doing this work. And I just did I asked everyone who I talked about in my book to do a presentation on the website. So you can, if you're interested in, for example, that something that Vijali, who was an artist that traveled around the world and made art for her communities, went into communities and engaged the entire community in making art. If you're interested in that, there's a, there's a, a sem, there's a, I have a, a way in which you can actually listen to her tell her stories of how she does that. So it's a very rich and interactive process. So I invite each listener to think about what in your life needs to be healed. What is it that you're most passionate about? How can you activate and reclaim the artist that you are? Don't deny that you're an artist because everyone is an artist. So I invite you to tap into the healing, the healing power of being who you truly are. And this book is just a guide. It's a guide and it's a way in which you can begin to have suggestions on your journey. Beautiful, Mary. And I, one of the things, uh, two things. One, uh, is that I love the way that you and Michael have crafted this book because it really does guide uh, readers week by week through this expression. And that was so powerful, similar to the way that that, uh, Julia Cameron did in The Artist's Way. So I love this. And this is even more for groups as well as individuals and really takes you through the range of all the the artistry that you can express. And then secondly... Um, and kind of just to just to briefly wrap up, you know, I noticed that you had had quoted one of the uh, the health futurists, Leland Kaiser, okay. uh, at the University of Colorado, saying that the future of healthcare is a convergence of art, spirituality, and healing. It's all coming together, isn't it, Mary? It is. It's time we have returned to the way we were healing in ancient times. That was so powerful. We're remembering there are many, many ways in which we can heal ourselves and our community. And we're just remembering this is one of the most powerful tools that we've always known about throughout humanity. And we've just gotten, tech, we've gotten distracted with all the technology and the pharmaceuticals and the surgeries. We can't, you can heal yourself. That's the, that's the truth. And um, there are powerful resources that you have within yourself to tap into to heal. Mary, thank you so, so, so much for uh, being with us here and sharing this beautiful 
work that you're doing, Healing with the Arts, sharing your beautiful book, Healing with the Arts. We so enjoyed having you here on Conscious Shift, and we look forward to, uh, to seeing what kind of creations come out of this for all of our listeners. Thank you so much for joining us. So much. And it is creative consciousness. It's what it's all about. So thank you very much for having me on your show. Absolutely, Mary. And we'll be right back just for a quick close. This is Julianne Turner. You're listening to Conscious Shift. Is it possible you are playing small in your life and work and you may not even know it? Conscious Shift show host, executive coach, and author Julianne Turner reveals that this is the pivotal time to ask that question because it is important for all of us to be aware that playing small can sneak up on us in the most stealthy ways and steal the light and joy we're here to shine. As a world authority on the creative process and guide to world changers, thought leaders, and light shifters across the globe, Julianne Turner shares the truth. You can only play big when you shift fully into your unique greatness at every level and share your signature constellation of strengths, talents, gifts, experience, expertise, passion, and purpose. It is your unique greatness that sets you apart, that differentiates you, your work, your purpose, and your value from all others. More than that, you already have untapped potential and profitability within you. Now is the time to step it up and play big, as you know you are meant to. Always, you know you're here for high purpose. Now is the time to raise your game. Join Conscious Shift host Julianne Turner right now to raise your game. Simply go to www.raiseyourgamenow.com to view Julianne's powerful Raise Your Game webinar as her gift to you and discover your greatness now. This is your chance to see the Raise Your Game video everyone is raving about. Enjoy immediate free access to the life-shifting Raise Your Game webinar now at www.raiseyourgamenow.com. This is your time to step into your greatness. Well, welcome back, Conscious Shifters. We're so glad that you joined us today for this uh, show exploring how we can heal through the arts and encourage you to find your own creative expression. And I also just want to uh, give you the heads up that I am actually hosting a free webinar, a masterclass called Five Conscious Shifts to Profit from Sharing Your Signature Genius. Get out of the loop of busyness and into the leap of your true greatness. It is going to be tomorrow evening, and you can go and sign up for free. The URL is very short and very easy. It's bit.ly forward slash the number five conscious shifts. bit.ly forward slash five conscious shifts. Would love to see you there. Thank you for joining us for Conscious Shift, and we'll see you next time. This is Julianne Turner honoring all of your creative expression. You've been listening to Conscious Shift with your host, Julianne Turner. If you're ready to make your own conscious shift to awaken the power and the singular greatness already within you, Julianne is your expert coach and trusted ally. 
your passionate professional guide to create your highest purpose, profitability, and potential in your life, work, and world. Just go now to receive a free webinar and to apply for a free private fast track power session personally with Julianne at www.myconsciousshift.com. You'll instantly receive free access to invaluable resources and bonuses that will guide you forward. Just go to www.myconsciousshift.com now to step into your highest purpose, profitability, and potential. Now is the time to shift into your greatness. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.